Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. Tonight, we are playing a one-shot from Reckoning of the Dead. It's called Suicide Hour, and we've played it before. It was written by Matt Ryan and Noah Lloyd, and you can download it free from their website, reckoningofthedead.com. I am the Game Master, and this is version 5. Uh, so without any further delay, let's begin our journey into the darkness. <clears throat> New York winters can be cold and miserable. The date was February 8th, 1947, and the temperature had dipped to single digits. I've heard that it has been said that New York City is a catastrophe, but it's a beautiful catastrophe. And that a typical American is the one thing that you won't be able to find there. The police chief calls you into his office. Uh, just got a call from dispatch. Weird homicide. Uh, the boys say it's a messy one. Get on over to 231 Pell Street in Chinatown and see if you can figure out what the hell happened. It takes you about 15 minutes to drive there. There are flashing lights and police barricades surrounding the entrance to a three-story rundown tenement. A couple of the regular boys on the force are waiting outside. One of them, Officer Jones, is squatted down, fresh puke all down the front of his uniform. The other one, Officer Riley says, as you pass him by, it's a real splatter house up there. Put your hankies over your noses. It might be important. Yeah. Uh, all right. So you go inside. Um, it's obviously that this place is barely occupied. Um, probably some sort of a drug den, mostly, you know, partly abandoned, very run down. Um, you start heading upstairs. And by the time you get to the second floor, you can start to smell um, some pretty nasty smells, feces and blood and vomit. Um, you, uh, you come up to the, uh, the top landing on the third floor, and one of the other officers is standing there just shaking his head. And he says, uh, you know, brace yourselves. You uh, open the door. It's a large room, uh, one of a number of rooms that are attached. In the center of the room, there are nine chairs that have been arranged in a circle. There are people sitting in the chairs. Uh, they are obviously dead. And as you approach you realize that they are all disemboweled and their intestines have been pulled out and piled into the center of the room. So the center of the room has a great heap of uh, intestines. There is garbage and litter on the floor and it smells horrific. God. Poor, Poor bastards. Ooh. What would you guys like to do? Let's get on with it. 
Yep. Yeah. yeah. To business. The sooner we figure this out, the sooner we get the hell out of here. I agree. Are they uh, tied up? They aren't. Um, at first glance, some of them look like they might be homeless people, but two of the bodies look like they are young men, and they're dressed rather nicely, except for the fact that there's blood and gore all over them. These socialites start stick with out. Those two. Yeah, I'm going to start with the, the two that don't fit. Okay. They look like they're maybe in their early 20s. Um, what do you want to do? Realize you got to kind of step over the trails of guts that are hanging out. Um, you're going to examine the bodies. Who who are these people? All right. Um. So, Officer Briggs, uh, do a spot hidden as you are looking this body over. Oh, that is a failure. It's so gory. It's um, it, it the one thing at least at this point that doesn't make much sense to you is this doesn't look like a homeless drug addict. This looks like maybe a college student. Um, the guy had money. This doesn't doesn't track. The rest of these homeless guys do make a difference, I suppose. Maybe we should check them to see if there's a something common, huh? Yeah. Well. There's, well, other than the fact that they had all that guts ripped out. Yeah, other than that, Max, to help me with this body. Yep. And we move it out of the chair. Um, Do do a spot hidden also. Go ahead, uh, Gibby. Uh, Did they look fresh or old? Yeah, you'd say probably no more than a day. Okay, then I'm going to open the mouth of one of them. And smell it to see if they've been like drinking or okay. Something um, like that. do a spot hidden then. A smell okay. hidden. We need we need smell hidden. <laughs> Some people use listen for it. Yeah. I'll say spot hidden. You're trying to spot something. Ah uh, yes, okay. smell how, with your ears. How did how did Baxter and Butler do? Buster do? Ah, I got a 56. I didn't see nothing. I'll spend two yeah. to succeed. I got a 27 under 45, so I okay. said. Yeah. What do you so, see, Baxter? So, Baxter, as you're moving the body, something clinks on the floor, and you realize that the person had a, uh, like a kitchen knife in their hand. Uh, it's dripping with blood, but it suddenly dawns on you that, did he do this to himself? Oh. Hey, Gib- check check their hands. Check all their hands. Gibby, um, you're expecting a foulness of some sort as you go to smell. You don't smell alcohol, but you would guess that it smells oddly like tea, like, you know, like a good oolong tea or something. Mm-hmm. What's this about all their right. hands then, Baxter? Well, this this poor fellow had had a knife. Murder uh, weapon? Well, no. With the way it was pointed, it's like he, well, the poor bastard got it himself. 
I think we might be dealing with Rice. multiple. Or you think suicides. he did all these guys in, then he did himself in, or you think they all did this? I think they all did it to themselves. Check. That's why I'm saying check the hands. If they all got knives, that's that's what happened. Yeah. Well, can we look around on the floor and see? Yeah. There's lots and lots of garbage and, and crap mm-hmm. on the floor. Um, you do find that they've all got knives. They're not all like from a set. One's, you know, a steak knife, one's a pocket knife. Um, but they're all bloody and they've all obviously used them. Um, but they would have had to have cut themselves open and then taken their insides out and put them in the middle of the room and then went back and sat down. Jesus Christ. All right, Butter, you're... I feel like that's a sanity roll. Yeah, you can do a sanity (laughs) roll. I'm losing sanity. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... (laughs) Jeez. That's fast. I'm good. Mm, nope. Yeah. I'd say, um, yeah. I mean, you guys are homicide detectives, so just one if you failed, and none if you okay. if you succeeded. Okay, but it's Busted. it's right on the edge yeah. of the worst thing that you've ever seen. Yeah. You all right, Buster? You all right? I, I think I'll be all right. Ugh. All right. If you need some air, go out into the hall. It was like Capricole. And I step out into the hallway for a minute. Okay. So in this room, other than the uh, the circle of chairs and garbage all over the floor, there is a room. There is another room. Looks like it might be for a bathroom. There are a couple of old mattresses that don't have frames that have been piled in the corner. Um, other than that, there is no other furniture. With the way these chairs are set up and the pile of or guts in the middle of the room, does this look ritualistic in any way? Yeah, sure. It looks like it's a bizarre sort of thing. Um, do a Baxter, do a, another spot hidden as you're looking. All right. 27 again. All in, he's on a roll. Yeah. You just realized that there are 10 chairs and only nine bodies. We're missing one. Check the bathroom? Yeah. That or the 10th one's the one who scooped up the organs. Probably orchestrated this whole thing. But how? Gibby, what were you doing smelling that guy's mouth for? I was seeing if he was drinking. He wasn't drinking. But uh, smells like there's some tea on his breath. Think they've probably been doing some psychedelics or some crazy shit. Mm. Well, you clearly wouldn't be in sound sound mind to well gut yourself. All right, I'll take a quick look in the bathroom, see if our tenth's in there. So, Bax, when you go into the the bathroom, it's filthy. Um, you do notice a little folded up bindle of something lying on the floor. Um, looks like, you know, drugs, heroin or something like that. You don't know. It's, it's actually hasn't been used. It's closed. 
but there's evidence of other papers and things around that would have held some sort of drug. Yep. I think Gibby's on to something. Got a whole lot of empty paper envelopes and a little sealed up baggie. It's it's a it's it's actually just folded up paper, ah. um, but uh, yeah, it's obviously got something uh-huh. in it. Yeah, I'll, I'll pick that up. Okay. Well, well, Harry, you're the brains. I'd say you'd know what this is more than I would. Take a look at it. Okay, you um very carefully open it, and. What you find is this. You find a pink powdery substance. And on the inside of the paper is this very strange looking Chinese dragon. Mm. Looks like some kind of dragon. uh, We're in Chinatown. Is that the logo of a local restaurant or? Not anything that you recognize. A business around here. Maybe one of the locals would be able to help us out. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. As you look at it, you realize that it's odd because it has three eyes. Mm. Mm. Three, that's a... Yeah, isn't three an unlucky number in some cultures over there? Well, the third eye is like enlightenment, right? Yeah, that's true, too. Open your third eye. I think the no, I yeah, yeah. I don't know. I can't, I can't remember. Three's good luck or bad luck. I, yeah. Could hey, I, yes. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Could I, could I smell one of the used papers and see if it smells the same? Um, sure. Um, you, you're, you're. Do a spot hidden on that. Let's see. You know, Gibby, I'm starting to realize your investigative sense is very smell scent related. It's a very odd choice to focus on smell. Follow your nose. They, yes, uh, it's a hard. Right. So it could be. This could be the stuff that they've been ingesting, though. You're wondering if you have to brew it or something to make it smell as strongly as it does. They've they must so have what, they, drank it, except that you don't see any evidence of paper cups or anything like that. It's like matcha, matcha powder. Yeah. Hmm. So they stir this up like Nesquik or Yeah, seems like it. I mean, if one of their breaths smelled like uh, tea. Maybe they had some before out they what came. The story here. is right. We've got two young college kids, maybe kids who come for money, obviously. Yeah. A bunch of vagrants. What? What's well, here's what I'm thinking. Here's what I'm thinking. We got ten chairs, nine victims. All right. Mm-hmm. The tenth guy probably orchestrated this whole thing. Probably drugged all these people with tea and whatever this pink powder is. Brought him up here to do this multiple suicide murder thing for God knows what reason. And then he left after he thought it was done. And maybe this is only one part of whatever he's trying to do. Not too sure. 
X, what if he's just the only one that got cold feet? Maybe it was a group effort. He's just the only one that chickened out. I guess. But if he drank the same stuff the rest of the nine did, why did his wear off faster? Oh, yeah. Tom, I, I have a pretty good occult. Could I try to make sense of this situation? Sure. Does it look familiar in any any patterns? Uh, that is an 11, which is, I believe, a hard. No, that's an extreme. Ooh. Nice. Great job, Harry. Well, in rituals, um, there are a number of weird suicide cult-like things. Though you've never actually, I mean, they are in books that you really wouldn't believe that people ever did this. But um, the fact that their insides are are pulled out and piled almost like an offering in the center mm-hmm. of the room, it definitely has a very strong ritual-like thing. Of course, it's a ritual that you all die from. Yes. Except does that the, somebody didn't. Number- Somebody yeah, left. does the number feel significant? Nine? Nine, yeah. Nine. There's there's some religious overtones to nine or ten. Uh, but there are religious overtones to almost all numbers of some sort. Right. You can make you can make connections to numbers if you just if you try hard enough. <laughs> so um in go ahead. In regard to the chairs, do they look like they've been taken from around the place or yeah, they're Did all they... different. Okay. So they brought their own chairs? Or they were just abandoned here and they just gathered okay. them together. Why don't, None uh, of them are in it, good, did, good shape. Did you say this was an abandoned tenement building or just a tenement building? Well, it's mostly, you know. It, it, oh, does, look like, it does look like homeless people live here. But mm-hmm. not. it's not like somebody lives in such and such an apartment. Got it. Okay. So it's not like rented out. There's not residents. Okay. Well, I think our next best lead is this three eyed dragon. Mm -hmm. We didn't, uh, we didn't need to, I was going to say, we didn't need to knock on any doors, did we? Well, even if we did, I don't know if anyone would answer, let alone answer questions. Do you guys want to um, do a more thorough search? Oh yeah, we everything. Like I yeah, see, there's lots of garbage team. and stuff. On yeah, we'll sweep yes. this room top to bottom. And also, that pile of organs—is there any reason we have to believe there's something buried underneath all those organs? That's... We're gonna have to bag them anyway, Buster. Uh, yeah, yikes! Well, you don't necessarily have to bag. Them. Yeah, I'd rather call in the forensics guys um, to do that. However, Buster, uh, do a do a luck roll. Ooh, 27. Yeah. yeah, that's not bad. Almost you're, the opposite. You're kind of the more you look at it, the more you think there might be something in the middle of that room that they've put their organs, their, their guts mm. over. Mm. Buster, I, I know that look. I know that I just, look. I point to the pile as I'm holding my hanky over my face. I have a low constitution. It makes sense ah. that this stuff grosses them out. And I'm like, the shape, you know, backs. The shape of there's something underneath. Uh, go in the hall. If you're going to puke, go in the hall. We got to dig it out. 
Uh, Good God, Cameron, get a hold of yourself. Step uh, outside if you need to. Sorry about him, Briggs. He's a little uh, soft-stomached. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll go kick have the Have a cigarette. Apart. Go step outside. God. Yeah, I'll help you out, Gibby. Buster Bust may not be the sharpest tool in the shed, but if he's got a feeling about something, he's usually right. Okay. So Gibby and Baxter go over to the pile of entrails, and uh, without much effort, you reveal this. Holy shit, what the hell is that? Oh, like a an, rock? An egg? Kind of looks like an egg. What the hell is that? Yeah. It's about um, the size of a pineapple. Kind of bought it with a pen. It seems like a rock. Mm. No, you don't know what kind of rock. Hang on, let me let me wash some of this goop off. Maybe if we get a better look at it. Well, if if in fact you wash it off, what you get is this. Huh. Hmm. Almost looks (laughs) like an avocado. But it's much bigger than that. I was gonna I was gonna say an egg. And it's heavy and it's cold, which doesn't make any sense at all. Hmm. Do us do a spot hidden also while you are digging through all of that. Through all the viscera. Yeah. Twenty-five. It looks like the thing was setting on a piece of paper. And you pick up the piece of paper and it's got scribbles all over it. It looks like this. Uh, yeah, this is definitely a note. P. Oh, yeah, look at that. February 7th, 1947. Oh, melodious clouds and a splendid queen. The lowest of its primal, I think I the state tail, did land encompassed round and letting all that's that scene. I stood amazed my toes upon the sand. A stroll made to blind a crooked path. Yeah, I think I think that's blind. Maybe blind? I think it's uh, fine. It's fine. Oh, yeah, fine, fine. That makes sense. Find a crooked path to lead me long beneath the verdant canopy while many eyes that watched were filled with Wrath? Wrath. Yeah, wrath. And there upon my person did they see. And so the hunt began as yet unseen, but wings make sound in thickened air above. The writhing? I think that's whirling, Bex. Whirling, whirling, yeah. Uh, Shush, Shush, Buster, I'm reading. (laughs) The whirling sound and... All seeing, the all seeing sheen, pervescing, 
effervescing sheen, not unlike the flap of a monstrous dove. And I was at three, I don't know what that says. As night fallen on that lonesome wood, the stars aligned did not any I'm not very good at reading cursive. Comfort show. Thank you. Comfort show. Invisible the thing and a but. Odor. An odor. Made? Rude. 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 Come closer and begged to follow where I would go. Talk about confusing. Looks like someone was practicing their abstract poetry. It is poetic. Some of the lines were switched around as well. Mm. What, like they reused one line in a different, but they worded it differently? No, they had like an arrow going like, oh, oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So it was supposed to be read another way than what they wrote? Hmm. So how do you want to proceed? Is there anything more of the scene that we can glean? You've, you've pretty much scoured the room. Um, however, I, I'll, I'll give you one more luck roll. Um, luck? Yeah, do a luck roll. Group luck? Um, My luck's 50 it's to a 50% roll. Okay. There you do. Oh, I don't have that. That is 74, me. so no. Oh. Okay. Let me let me roll luck real fast because there is none on my sheet. Oh yeah, yeah. Make sure you guys have luck on 3D6 times five. Yep. 3D6 times five. All right. Well, I think uh, yeah, our best our best lead is tracking down what this dragon symbol is. Let's see. Two, 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 five. Yeah, two. So I got 45 points of luck. Yeah. All right. So um, I'm sure that being in homicide and, and in this area, you guys know the local people who are involved in drugs. So, Probably at least one. Yeah. Uh, there is... Uh, there is a uh, 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 Johnny Chin, who is usually referred to as Needles, um, who is in Chinatown, that has managed to elude any kind of drug connections directly. But you're pretty much, you know, that he knows what's going on in the streets. Well, I say before we leave here, we get the guys from forensics and evidence to all this rock down to the station, see what they can figure it out, figure out with it. And of course, uh, people to clean the bodies. Okay. Uh, but uh, after, after we get that all settled, I, I say we give Needles a call. Maybe he knows about this pink powder. Fair enough. He might know the symbol as well. I don't know. You think, you think the rock has something to do with all this too? I mean... It was important enough to cover with guts, so 
More Yuck. likely, yeah. Weird looking rock as well. Very weird looking. Maybe we should see if we can make a call to get somebody to look at it. Yeah, they can figure that out at the station once they get it in lockup. For now, we got to find out whoever orchestrated this whole thing. Harry, Gibby, you got wheels or you want to ride with us? We got our own wheels. All right. Well, come on, Buster. I'll get the engine running. All right. All right. Um, now, Needles, you know, operates out of the back of the Red Dragon restaurant. Um, though getting in to see him is not always very easy. Right. Um, Anyone got cash? Grease and palms never uh, never hurts. Yeah, I got, I got a little bit of an early pay. I can handle it. I can, I can smooth talk. Oh, shit. Ah, there Sorry. goes the camera. Yeah, see. So okay, it's back on. Okay, there we go. <laughs> I can smooth talk my way in. I give him a shot. Yeah, go ahead, Gibby. It is your bread and butter. Uh, so is Gibby going to go in alone? I'm not going to let alone. go in alone. Unless, unless Gibby insists on it, I'm not going to let him go in alone. Yeah, I, Come I'd on, like to talk with Needles, Champ, too. I've seen... I've seen how it goes down when you're not as smooth as you think you are. So. <laughs> All right. What are All right. you talking about? All right, then, Harry and Gibby, we'll let you we'll let you go this one. We'll hang around. We'll yell if anything happens. All right. So when you go into the Red Dragon restaurant, um, you always get a lot of looks. Um, this is not exactly a touristy part of town and uh there's a lot of there's there's locals that are in here but you know that some of them are thugs and you know that some of them are involved in crime in the city um the uh, proprietor comes over to you and uh he's uh, wiping his hands on a, a towel and he says uh can i help you Hey, looking good, buddy. Uh, we just want to see, uh, you know, Johnny Chen. Oh, Mr. Chen, not here right now. Pardon my horrible accent that I just slipped into. <laughs> I've got the picture in my mind. It's uh, all good. Yes, uh, uh, he's not here right now. Sure he's not here, or you sure he's not here? Um, no, he 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 doesn't want to see anyone. No. Oh, we're his, but we're his friends. Um, from the NYPD. You you wait here, and uh, he goes back into the kitchen. Um. You're standing there for a few minutes. There are a lot of patrons that are just staring at you. Intimidatingly. Are there any, are there any ladies in there? Um, yeah, they're probably a little bit more lady of the night-ish. I'll give them a wink. Easy, okay. champ. Easy. Here what? They love me here. They are. They, I can tell they love me here. 
Well, Gibby, yeah, that's what you more... told Sally Peterson last week, huh? That was that was the charm uh, you showed her. Sally stuck up. Uh, well, Gibby is certainly more hound dog than horn dog than bloodhound. Give you that. <laughs> so after a minute, the door opens. He comes back out, and he says, um, "Uh, what what business do you have with him?" It's we just want to find out some information about a certain uh, symbol that we found on a murder case. We're not trying to bag anyone here. We're all friends, aren't we? He looks rather sternly at you and he's like, um, you follow me. Thank you. So you go well, through the kitchen and down a hallway uh, and you, you come to a spot where there is a rather large bouncer type standing there. And uh, he opens the door um, and you hear uh, you hear the proprietor say, you know, uh, they said they just have questions. And Chen uh, is sitting behind uh, uh, a desk and he's let them come in. So you come in and he's sitting there and he's like, uh, oh, detective. Nice to see you again. Mr. Chen, you look great. What can I do for you? Uh, We uh, show him the paper, Gibby. Want to know, do you recognize this symbol? He glances at it and he says, never seen it before in my life. Mm -hmm. Mm Come on. What about this, um, this powder here? I don't know what that is. So you wouldn't mind if I uh, just took it? It's it's nothing, right? I don't care what you do with your your <laughs> spare time. Listen, Not that one will work. Chen, listen. Nine bodies were found not too far from here in your town. And we have uh, an open investigation here, and we're just looking for a little cooperation. Dead bodies? Dead bodies. A lot of them. Nasty. If it came out that some bad stuff was going around the streets, made people rip their own guts out, then I'm sure that wouldn't be good for business. Uh, Very bad for business. What they said. Look, um, I I don't know. Uh, you know, I, I don't have anything to do with this. Of course you don't. You're upstanding and upstanding proprietor in this uh, marvelous city. Completely understand. Uh, and it looks real good. You might know. You might know. You have connections as a prominent businessman in your community. We thought you might know who we could talk to about this. Well, mm-hmm. do a persuade roll on him. Or an intimidate if you want. Oh, not not intimidate. Could I do the persuade? Yeah. Can I, I mean... do the intimidate? <laughs> <laughs> sure, if you're all there. Oh, Gibby, yeah. You're you're the smooth talker. <laughs> yeah, you're the smooth well, talker, Gibby. I'll I'll spend four to succeed. Oh one? I rolled an oh eight. 
Ah, close. Close to an 01. Well, that's pretty good. That's That should be extreme. Scary, scary and persuasive. <laughs> so, how long have these bodies been there? When did this happen? It have been more than a day ago. Look, I told you, I don't have anything to do with this, but I... I've Is heard about I've heard about this thing going around. Um, they're calling it the witching hour. Some people are calling it the suicide hour, but it's it's some sort of drug that if you take it right at midnight, you see things. Hmm. Why midnight? I don't know. It's it's the stories that I hear, but I don't think. I don't think that it has anything to do with this. And he points at the, the the dragon, the dragon, and the and the and the drugs. What does this dragon mean? That's a little more difficult to explain. Um, you know that we have connections to the old world, to, to our homes. Mm. Um. You know, Chinese medicine isn't the same as Western medicine. And we have apothecaries who are, you know, they uh, they do old home remedies. And they're usually pretty old and not very hip and not into the modern ways of doing things. But, uh, yeah, there's an old fellow. Um, he arrived. Geez, I think he's been there probably for at least a year. Um uh his name is uh uh Yang Long uh, Hao. Um but he's like 90 years old and all he does is home remedies and things. I think that's tea. And it's just Please. meant to help you sleep at night. It doesn't I don't think it's got anything any 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 more in it than just tea. Well, do you think someone could have swiped Mister Howe's tea and spiked it? How could something? I know that? I mean, whatever it is, have it tested. Hmm. Do you know someone that might know that? I mean, see, we don't want to exactly tell you where. You know, uh, Ying Long is because you know he's not exactly here legally. I don't. We don't care about that. I don't. I don't care about that. Nobody yeah, we ain't immigration. We got. We've got nine bodies. We look the other way all the time with your lovely girls out front. I know that's. I know what that's about. We look the other way with your shops and the business that you do on the side. We don't care about any of that. Nine dead bodies. That's what I care about. Oh. You know, it's it's going against my better judgment. I mean, you're free to go out there and talk to him. I wouldn't hassle him. He's those kind of people. Those kind of, you know, they're they're a bit on the wizard side. They can do things that we don't know. That's why we respect them and and keep and, and show them respect and go to them when we need something, you know. To help it didn't with. come from you. It didn't come from you. Just give us a give us a location. He's also he's not a seller. He doesn't sell these things, you know. 
He just gives them away. Well, listen, it's our only lead so far. Just lend us one last hand and we'll leave you be for the night. All right, Needles? All right, well, I need your word that you ain't going to hassle him. Scout's on it. All right. So he writes down Promise. an address. Uh, he writes Big down English? an address. Um, yeah, a little bit, probably. Uh, says that uh, it's a warehouse on the down by the, the dock. Uh, it's uh, it's an abandoned warehouse that he's living in. Huh. All right. Well, thank you for your time tonight. Sorry to bug you. Yeah, don't mention it. All right, so you guys leave. What do you want to do as you're leaving? Anything? Say, Buster, want to grab some wonton for the road? Hey, that's a hell of an idea. All right. Hey, I got to tell you, though, Bax, I've just been thinking this whole time. Don't you think it's strange? We got a drawing of a dragon and we find an egg. And then he goes what, to order the wonton. A, you think it's a dragon egg? I'm just saying, I think there's a connection, Bax. Buster, you got to stop reading them fantasy books. I like them. They're short. They got pictures. Yeah. Swear to God, give me the people they pair us with sometimes. So you guys can have a little bit of wonton. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm hungry. Uh, hey, you can't solve too much crime on an empty stomach. Oh, God, That's it right. Sounds so good, though. Chinese food. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I'd like you all to do spot hiddens then. If you're, right. if you're sitting there. Nope. Uh, 58, no dice. Oh, one. Oh, my God, Bax. Well, Bax is pretty sharp then. Bax, you notice that shortly thereafter, um, somebody comes from the back rooms, uh, looks like one of the younger people that work in the, the restaurant, and uh, he goes, he leaves. Uh, but he kind of, it's, it's weird. You're, you're, you know your, your body language that... He was aware of you completely, though he never turned his eyes to even Mm -hmm. glance in your direction, which looks even more suspicious than, Mm -hmm. you know, you're pretty sure that Johnny Chen's sending a message to somebody. Baxter just reaches into his pocket and puts down the money for the wontons. Come on, Basta. I grab my jacket off the back of the chair. We go. And yeah, we're following that guy and try to be quiet about it buster i don't want this to be like last time we scared the perp yeah we'll do i uh i had cabbage earlier so that was why but i'm good today it was all well which which of the two of you has the lower luck uh, uh yeah, pro- i only have 45 do a luck roll <sighs> come on Dex. 45 exactly mm. <laughs> So as you as you leave and you go around the corner, you just catch the guy going down another, you know, an alley and turning a corner. That way. Uh, how about uh, Gibby and uh, Harry? What do you think, Gib? We go with them, or we? Uh... 
talk to this gentleman. Uh, oh, sorry. I was, uh, I was just uh, looking at some of the, uh... I never mind. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe we should... Yeah, let's, let's stay and go. The, the, the sumptuous banquet. Come back on your own time. Come on. All right. So you guys are following uh, Baxter and Buster as they're. Uh, I'm trying to give them space because too many people crowding the scene is going to be sure. obvious. Um. All right. So Baxter and Buster. Um. You managed to follow this guy. As he he knows these back alleys pretty well, um, uh, and he seems to be he, on the jogging. You know, he's jogging it. Um, you're heading towards the uh, the the waterfront. Send a warning to the old bastard. I think he's going to Hudson and One Thirteenth. Where we cut him off. Yeah, yeah, man. Hey, you try that. I'll follow behind him. All right. Okay. So, so we're gonna try and trap him in if we can, maybe. So are are you going are you going to stop him from going? Um yeah, I think Buster Buster's trying to find a branching path to try and cut him off. Okay. Yeah. You guys you guys know your city pretty well. Um that's probably what the New York role is for. Uh <laughs> all right, I'll say uh, do a luck roll, see if you succeed. Uh, we'll have Buster do it this time. All right. 36, baby, under 55. So you guys end up with uh, Baxter coming behind him and you, Buster, come from the side. And you get there just before him. Uh, Do you step out in front of him? I want to tackle him into the garbage cans if I can. (laughs) Well, he's just a kid. Yeah, don't don't rough him up. All right, all right. I grab him by the lapel of his jacket. And he's like, "Oh, what are you doing? What? What? what hey, are you... hey, hey, friend! Yeah, hold him out. You do the talking back, said. Just got a couple of questions for you, friend. Nothing to worry about. So, pretty, pretty late for a nightly stroll to the waterfront, huh? I'm not strolling. I'm delivering a message. Yeah, I'm guessing Needle sent you ahead to meet our friend, Mister How, huh? I don't know." Is he lying? Do a psychology roll. <laughs> yeah, 51. I don't make that. <laughs> okay. I mean, yeah, no, he's pretty, pretty blank. Okay. But he's he's got a piece of paper in his hand. Eh, don't play, don't play dumb with me, kid. I know how needles operates. Fork it over. Come on. Don't be a tough guy. Here, take it. Thank you. It's all written in Chinese. Yeah, what's it say, smart Alec? Uh, I don't know Chinese. Of course yes. you don't. <laughs> By this time, Gibby and Harry, you can see this going on down the street. All right, all right, all right, wise ass. All right. Come well, on, you want to go? You want to go charm the young man, then Gibby. Sure. All right. Seegerson charm. That's right. Of course. Of course. Yeah. All right, Buster. Let him go. I don't think we'll get much more out of the kid. All right. I let him go with a jerk and he kind of fixes the jacket. He, well, he straightens up and reaches out and snatches the note back from you. Oh, hey. Hey, hey. hey we didn't say I you could have, you could have, have this smart back. guy. 
Look, I'm just doing my job. And yeah, we're you, doing odds. That's right. You can wait. You tell him and back. I'll stuff the note in my pocket. I'll stuff the note in my coat. Well, he looks at you like a, how, a, little, how much, a little kid that you've just stolen his bicycle. And he how, uh, how much he, did he pay you to deliver the note? He how turns much? he he just he doesn't answer your question, but he turns around and runs back the way that he came. Uh, All right. Say hello to needles for us. Would you get off the kid? Yeah, we got a note written in Chinese. Anyone here read it? I can't read Chinese. Well, you're really not doing us any favors on the public relations front here. Eh, you don't become. Eh. Hey, don't worry about it, Bax. You're doing your best. I know I am, Buster. I know I am. Well, someone down at the station probably can. But first, let's visit Mr. Howe. See if he has anything to do with this pink powder. I'm not thinking he does, or at least he ain't the he ain't the perp, definitely. I mean, 90-year-old fella. Might be working with somebody, but I don't are you guys going, cause. Are you guys going to continue walking down to the waterfront, or are you going to go back and get your car? I think we should get the car. Yeah, we'll get the yeah. car. Okay. So you get back to your car, and uh, there is a bleep from your police radio we'll assume that we have police radios i don't know mm-hmm. if we have police radios and i do get a police radio okay because there's, a, there's a bleep on it all right hang on this is detective mcdougal what do you got for me uh hey um the um police sergeant uh he's got some information for you you need us down at the station no 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 they've they, I, I can tell you they uh they they pulled in the bodies uh those two young guys we don't know who one of them is but one of them is uh is James Dwyer the mayor's son the mayor's son yeah Shit. so Sarge is saying you guys have to solve this and solve right. it quick we're doing our best say have someone run down here to the to the red dragon we got a note that needs translating we don't have translator. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll see what Chinese? I can do. You'll have, you have to bring it back to the 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 precinct office. We'll see if we can get somebody to translate. All right, we're gonna we're gonna speak with one suspect, then we'll head down. All right, just have we're me just a guy who can to, read Chinese. Why don't we just go into one of the shops and ask them to read it? That's a great idea, Gibby. Yeah, for once, Gibby, that's not too bad an idea. For once. All right. This is McDougal signing off. All right. So you want to go into one of the shops. I'm going to go look. Old person. Old person. Ah, here we go. Nice. Okay. Oh, what can we do for you? You know, uh, I don't know. We'll say Uh, it's a lamp shop. uh, We got a friend. We got a note from a friend of ours, but uh, he wrote it in Chinese. We've been trying to study, but uh, we're having some trouble. Uh, would you help us translate it? Um, you hand it to him, and he looks at it. He looks at it for a second, and then he suddenly looks back at you. Oh, shoot. <laughs> and, we didn't anticipate that. <laughs> and uh, uh, he, says, he says, 
I I don't know what what this is all about. Well, what is what does it say? It just says the police are coming. Ah, all right. Figured it was. Are you cops? I I don't have anything. My my hey, business easy, is completely easy, legitimate. Easy, Let's just go. Friends. Let's go. Let's yeah. stop worrying. Let's. Yeah. 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 Well, thanks. Thanks for your time. All right. Well, so you called it. You've got your cars, um, and you you drive down warehouse. closer to the, the warehouse. All right. So you arrive at the warehouse. It's just a plain, ugly, kind of off-yellow paint job, uh, paints peeling off of it. Uh, there is a steel door, and there is also a steel, you know, big, gigantic raised door. Um there is a light bulb above the 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 steel door, and uh-huh. there are no windows. Well, there might be windows way up high going all uh-huh. the way around. Other than that, it's just a big gigantic cube of steel. Huh. And and whatever the, the number was that's on the side of it. We get out and go meet up with Harry and Gibby outside their car. Okay. So what's the plan? Well, I highly doubt question. the door is going to be unlocked. Hey, what they say, squatting here, right? It's not even a... Yeah. Probably not expecting people to just knock on his front door. So element of surprise sort of thing? Or... Well... I mean, the 90-year-old man don't want to give him a heart attack. Okay, that's, okay, that's a good that's point. True. But we can't exactly go shouting, this police open up. I mean... I. But Trust we are. Me, I think I think they're gonna know. I think he's gonna know we're police yeah, Probably. All right. Well, Do we check for entrances first, check the back, check the sides, see different ways in, or you don't see any other way in. Okay. Yeah, I say just go front, yeah. knock on the door, play nice. Yeah. All right, Harry. We'll let open. you and Gibby take the front seat on this one. Let and the if smooth talk open the door, I can try getting in one of them windows. Yeah. Too high. Yeah, I'll let Gibby yeah, take the lead on this. All right. Okay. So, Gibby, what do you do? I'll just go up to the small door and walk in. No, it's 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 a closed door. Is it locked? Uh, do you try the, the handle? Yeah. Yeah, it's locked. Uh, but, however... Surprisingly, a split second after you jiggle that doorknob, the door opens, and this Chinese man in a suit who looks like he's six and a half feet tall and muscular like a circus bodybuilder opens up the doors, uh, opens up the door, looks you right in the eye and goes. So you're you're not the 90 year old man, are you? (laughs) As a joke, (laughs) you know. Uh, Anyway, we're here to see uh, Mr. Uh, Howe about a certain uh, thing. And uh, yeah. He just stands there staring at you for a minute. 
this? Have you ever seen this? He he opens up the door and uh, moves for you guys to sort of get inside. All right. Real smooth, Gibby. We're in, aren't we? It did work. All right. So you step inside. Uh, it's a fairly large warehouse. It is almost completely empty. There are some very large spools of what look like copper wire uh, kind of in the back, just laying on their sides. Um, and then across the warehouse uh, to the left, to the all, all the way to the other side, there is um, one of those platforms. So the office would be on this platform. There's a scaffolding. There's a way to you know, climb up some rickety looking iron stairs um, to get to it. That seems to be, you know, just like you'd expect to see in a warehouse. Um, and you can see that there are some lights on. Um, so once he opens the door and closes it with a clang right behind you, uh, he just starts walking towards the stairs going to the the second level and expects, kind of expects you to follow him. All right. So you walk across this empty warehouse and the sound of your, uh, your shoes clicking, you know, on the cement makes a surprisingly loud noise. Um, Cause there's just echoes in here. Oh, uh, you get to the stairs. He goes up, he gets to the top. And he opens up. Uh, he opens up the door and once again motions for you to go inside. Um, this room is an office. Um, it doesn't look like they've been doing any work for a while. There are some filing cabinets. There are some desks. There are chairs to sit in, and there is another door leading out of it. That door uh, has. Uh, it doesn't have a door. It has cloth hanging down. And he just points at some chairs in the room and then heads towards that. And uh, before Baxter sits, he just kind of goes over to Buster and whispers, if things go south, we're shooting first. You got him, boss. And I haven't seen a guy that quiet since Calvin Coolidge was president. So after a few moments, uh, uh, obviously the bodyguard uh, comes back out and walks past you towards the door and then stands at the door like this. And a second after that, a very diminutive, uh, little old, shriveled up 90-year-old man in uh, Chinese robes. Uh, he comes out and he, uh, as he comes out, he's got a big smile on his face. And he says, he says, don't, don't mind Feng Feng. Uh, he's, uh, he's just here to protect me. They all think I need protecting at my age. That's very nice to meet you, sir. I give him a little bow handshake thing. Uh, he said that you were looking for some tea. Uh, yes, this to be specific, and uh, Baxter kind of slides the paper forward. Ah, uh, yes, that's uh, one of my special blends. 
it helps to sleep, helps to put you to sleep at night, gives you peaceful dreams. What's with the three-eyed dragon on the paper? Oh, it's an old symbol. What's it it's, mean? Uh, it's just the, the dreaming dragon. Mm -hmm. um, old Chinese mythology. Now, well, uh, did you all come because you want uh, some of this? I give it away for free. No, uh, we aren't in the market for any. Uh, I don't mean to alarm you, Mr. Howe, but this was found at a, uh, well, I suppose now it's a, a scene of a suicide. Oh? Nine total victims. Guts ripped out, spilled in the middle of the room, My. surrounding a large stone. We it found, sounds horrible. We found multiple packets of this stuff. This was the only one left untouched. We think right. someone might have used your tea to drug the victims into a... Uh, well, no, no, some no. Kind it's, of hypnosis. it's not drugs. It's just tea. I, I'm um, wasn't any... They, uh, they there wasn't... You... Okay. Sorry, you go, go ahead. ahead. They may have used your tea as a, a catalyst... You know, they, they brewed up your tea and then spiked it with their drugs. Well, surely I don't have anything to do with that, then. Well, of course. Uh, I was just wondering if uh, maybe someone a little out of the ordinary has come asking for this kind of tea. Someone I, I give it away to a lot of people. I've, I've, uh, I've, I've got people who come for this... Uh, uh, mostly Chinese, but occasionally, you know, people such as yourselves. Can we roll psychology? See what the uh, sure what the vibe is here. That I will spend the luck to make that a success. Okay. He's very carefully choosing his words. Um, you don't think mm -hmm. that he's overtly lying to you. Mm -hmm. but he might be protecting his clientele. Mm. Yeah, I'm like going to give like a doctor. I'm going to give you guys the look. We've all worked together. Yeah. Well, Mr. Howe, uh, I, I understand that, uh, you know, clients are very important. People keep coming back for more. I understand. But if there's someone out there using your product to, well, make people kill themselves, that's not necessarily good for business now, would it? There's nothing I can do. I, uh, I can't, you know, control who takes my, who drinks my tea. But you do well, know who takes it. What do you know about the suicide hour? It's old Chinese myth about uh, um, midnight being the the time when the spirits are most active. Um, but I think you Europeans have that same sort of mythology. Yeah. Well. Well. Maybe it's unrelated, but uh, what was that guy's name again? Needles uh, mentioned it to us 
in relation to this? Oh, Johnny Chen sent you. No, no. He just, we showed it to him. Well, I wish that I could help you. But uh, I'm not sure what I can do. Was there anyone who was a little off to you when they came for their latest batch of tea? Any odd behaviors, nervous glances, the shakes? Excuse me for a minute, Fang Fang. And Fang Fang comes over to him and he says, uh, excuse me for, for a moment. And uh, he goes back through the curtains into his room. You guys wanted to, you guys are alone for big is the big guy. Okay, the big guy went yeah, with him. Big guy went with him. I don't like I don't this. Like this. He's he's covering he up knows somebody. Something. He knows you something. want I should lean on the big guy? Uh what do you think? How big is the big guy in comparison to Buster? Buster's pretty big. Okay. Buster's well, the like tough it. detective. <laughs> like I don't okay. know. Like if we want to throw our weight around, you know, it's the mayor's the mayor's kid's dead. Right. Like I told, like I told this guy's running uh it, this is not a legal operation, I could tell you that. Yeah, Harry, you're right. The, like the, the mayor, U.S. The legal side. system does not appreciate this kind of thing. We can make this yeah. life very difficult for him if we wanted to, if we want to go that route. Yeah, you should well, tell like, him that. You said that really well. well <laughs> like I, like I told, like I told Buster on the way in. If things go south, we shoot first. Uh, can, can is there a possibility that we could like listen to what's going on in the next room? Mm. Sure, it's just a cloth. Okay, I'm going to go listen to see what's going If he's like trying to cast a deadly spell on us. Okay. Do a a listen roll. All right. 35. Uh, Listen. Yeah, pass. Okay. You, You get close to the door. You uh, bring your ear close to the, well, it's not a door, sorry, the curtain, and you listen. You stand there for a second listening. You don't hear a damn thing. I look at Gibby. What do you hear? I mean, like nothing. They're not there. They're gone. I'm going to go take a peek. All right. They're not there. Okay, I'm going through. Yeah, as soon as Gibby goes through, Baxter's going to stand up, unholster his gun. So when when you step through the door, I mean, it's kind of decked out to be kind of pleasant uh, for, you know, a Chinese person. Um, But there are three beds. And... um, there is the smell of incense in the air, but there's no way out of this room. The hell did they go? I'm going to, as, as the nosy detective, I'm going to follow my nose to see where the incense smell is coming from. Yeah, there's a, there's a statue of uh, one of the uh, Chinese gods 
statues of Buddha, the kind of thing you'd expect to see. There's a little bit of incense was being burned in front of it. Um, the one bed looks like it's obviously maybe his bed because it's a little fancier. Um, one of these would probably be for Feng Feng. Uh, you don't know what the other one would be for. You didn't see a third person. So there's the I'm old guy's bed. There's Jumbos. Who the hell's number three? Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to start looking through this guy's stuff. Goldilocks. Maybe we flip it over and take a look. Maybe so, it's not a bed at all. Maybe it's uh, what do you call them beds you pull down from the wall? Your, your mom had one in the house. What a Murphy bed. That's it. The Murphy yeah. bed. Yeah. You don't see there's no Murphy bed. It's yeah. the walls are made out of steel. Um, well, I will say we flip it over. See if there's anything on, under it. Okay. Um. You you flip it out. You look underneath it. Uh, you do find, uh, at least under his bed, you find like an envelope with some money in it. Um, uh, not a lot. Uh, the room itself. It, there are there is there are a few things that are look like paperwork that are all written in Chinese. Uh -huh. um, there are a quite a few jars on a shelf in the room that are all labeled in Chinese. Hmm. Um, but nothing sinister looking. There's no gun. There's no, nothing like that. Um, Is there a jar filled with more of the pink powder? Um, if you look through the jars, you see that the, each one is different. It's got different things in it. And they look like herbs and spices. <sighs> uh, but you don't find exactly that pink stuff is there anything on the roof like a ladder uh there's not um oh, and shit. what's interesting is that the roof of the structure you're in is still inside the warehouse uh -huh. so these are obviously separate buildings that were built inside the warehouse for office space they just uh -huh. up and vanished. No windows nothing like that there's there's like a small window that lets light in, but not much more than that. Not no, something. I'm gonna look out. I'm assuming they drop. That would probably be my first assumption. So now I'm looking out the window. All right, uh, you look out the window, but you don't see anybody. Yeah, Harry, good idea, but there's no way that Jumbo could fit through a hole that small. Maybe they'll still. Maybe they're still here. Maybe, but where could they hide? We got a trap door. Maybe. Um, Harry, do a spot hidden for me one last time while you're in here. I will spend the luck to pass. Okay. You do find uh you do find what looks like a little notebook or ledger. It's mm. written in Chinese. But you see uh, 11.30 p.m. And you see the initials PDS. Whoa. That was yeah, on the that note. That was from that note you found. PDS. That. that was on the poetry note. PDS. That's our perp. PDS. The hell is PDS? 30 minutes before that suicide hour, too. What was the mayor's name? I was about to say, does that... The mayor is Will, William Dreyer. Uh, his son was James. 
Yeah, that's not it. It's not it. PDS. Well, we never did get ID on on those people, aside from the mayor's son, maybe one of them. Yeah, they did say they couldn't figure out who the second nice, nicely dressed one was. Maybe. PDS. But I'm guessing this PDS is our missing number 10. The ringleader behind it all. Where the hell did he go? Not much to go on. Well, it's obvious he's operating here in China, in Chinatown. Hmm. What time is it now? Maybe he'll try to do it again. You were called in in the morning, so it's still probably before lunch. Well, you guys right. did eat some lunch, so we'll say it's one o'clock. Okay. All right. Well, I say we run down to the station. Maybe this PDS has some misdemeanors on his belt. Maybe we got to reckon on him. Hey, Tom, could we get that handout again? I'm assuming we still have it. I just want to yeah, the sure. poetry note. Yeah, myself. Yeah. If we figure out where all the lines lead, maybe we can read it in the correct order. PDS. Man, that's going to bother me. Mm. Actually, take a little break. Because okay. I, I hear my husband coming home, so I'm going to close my door. Two minutes later. So, what's your next move? Do you have a next move? Well, we could head down to the precinct and look for this PDS. We can see if he has anything else under his belt. See if they can analyze this powder. Yeah, and while we're there, we'll see if they found anything out about that rock. It's mm, a good idea. All right. She so head on back down to the precinct. Um, the rock is baffling. It they can't seem to analyze what it's made out of. Um, it looks like one guy calls it an art project. It's got to be some sort of weird art project. Um. Uh, they wanted to see if they could sort of flake some of the paint off of it that was used and realize that, that it's not paint, that it uh, is actually it. that color. Mm. Um, uh, and it's oddly cold. It's colder Don't? than the ambient temperature around it. Yeah. Huh. That is weird. Oh, God. You don't think they use the guts to try to keep it warm, do you? Not really an idea I want to entertain, Baxter. I mean, that implies that the egg is an egg, right? You got to keep an egg warm? Well, I don't see any other reason why they pile up all the guts on it. It's the same reason you eat the skin of Christ at church. It's symbolism. Yeah, symbolism, schmimulism. When it comes to this kind of stuff, there ain't no such thing as coincidences. It's just some... Artsy psychos trying to, I don't know, send a message or something. So, going by the initials PDS, going by that thing, that, that piece of paper, 
what sort of inquiries do you want to make? I mean, obviously, there's going to be tons of people with those initials. Specifically think, in Chinatown, that might yeah, we're looking for an individual in Chinatown, probably with a record. With a, yeah. with a record. Well, we could ask the mayor who his son has been hanging out with. Maybe that's a little bit. Uh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Um, Sarge says you guys you let him deal with that because uh, that's a really delicate situation. Sure. Yeah. 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 That's right. what I was thinking. All right, Sarge. Um they know that the other young man that was with James was his best friend. Not PDS. No, not a PDS either. Okay. Um the other homeless people, some have been identified, some haven't, uh, but they all seem to have been pretty much taken off the street. Um, and be the kind of people that you would expect to, you know, be on drugs, uh, dying in some room somewhere. But um, there doesn't seem they they've analyzed your powder, and the powder does seem to be mostly tea, and huh. there there are other herbs and things that they can't identify, and they do think that they're uh. probably Chinese herbs. Things that we've never even heard of over here. Mm-hmm. But no drugs. Do they still have the powder? Sure. Yeah. I mean, maybe you gave them some of it so that they could analyze. Yeah, it. we would have. Had Gibby, if you're them. if you're entertaining the idea that we take this stuff, who dares wins. Who dares ends up dead, Gibby. They said it was nothing. <laughs> Well, nothing doesn't make you carve out your own guts and put them on a rock. Look. I mean, if you want to try it, be my guest. It's your own funeral. Keep the knives away from him. Just make sure I don't do anything crazy. Well, apparently for it to work, you got to take it at midnight. So you got 11 hours to burn. Oh, okay. Well, I'm inclined to disagree with you just a little there, Bax. Shouldn't we try it not at midnight to see if there's something, you know, inherent or something? Then we try it at midnight if there's nothing to it. All right. Yeah, I see the logic in that. All right, Gibby, let's make us a cup of tea. All right, I'll go over to the coffee machine and and try to put it in the coffee filter and make some tea out of it. Oh yeah. Can I do that? Can I make a tea out of it? Sure. Yeah, you mix it with water. The water turns kind of rosy colored. Um, eleven thirty. Don't, don't PDS. Is that, that's not like one of those. You know how they have doctors use like shorthand for like type of medicine, how you take mm-hmm. it, that kind of thing. Could PDS sure. be something like that? Eleven thirty. Eleven thirty. PDS. PDS. 
Well, if it was in oh. a ledger, it's got to be an alias, a name. Maybe Do you drink like the a, tea? A, a I'll drink it. I'm drinking it. PDS. Bottoms up. Uh, All right, eyes on him. The uh, it, it's it's pretty bitter. Um, the the tea, um, pretty strong. Um, some weird, weird overtones, like the back of your tongue, kind of feels pasty after you drink it. Um. After five minutes, you just kind of feel relaxed. But you don't feel groggy or disoriented or anything like that. How you doing, Gibby? Feeling stabby? Chilled out, man. Yeah. Oh, God, it made him worse. Look, what if 1130, what if that was some kind of like appointment? Like P, he was supposed to meet PDS or something at 1130. I well, think that's it's the... when PDS came in for the stuff. Because remember, going all the way from the waterfront to that tenant is a bit of a walk. If he had to do it by a, if he had to do it by twelve, he probably got there around eleven thirty, got his stuff, and left. Mm. Well, I guess if we have a little bit of the power to left, we'll try and see if it does anything weird at midnight. I don't like the plan, but unless we find this PDS, it's the only thing we got. Right. So, in the interim, I mean, are are you just going to sit around all day, or no? We should try to figure out who PDS is. Okay. So, what sort of stop back at the warehouse? See, the old man made it back. A good idea. Okay. Um. All right. So you're going to drive back over there. Um. It takes you five ten minutes to get over back over to the warehouse. Um. It's the same as you left it. It is just a big cube of steel with the door closed. What do you want to do? I'm going to check to see if the door is locked again. It is locked. And the second you try the door, um, you hear it unlatch and uh, it opens. And once again, uh, Fang Fang is standing there. He looks at you and he goes and then slams the door closed. Can I stick my foot in the door? You can try. Uh, do a dex roll. My my best skill. 25. That still might not pass. It probably does. Uh, 50. Okay, yeah. So 25 is actually a hard success. Hard, hard. All right. So you stick your, your foot in there very quickly. And um, rather than sort of react to it, Fang Fang looks you in the eye, looks down at your foot, and then looks back at you. It gives you this sort of look like, come on, what are you going to do? <laughs> Easy jumbo. Knuckle, knuckle sandwich. I'm just going to knuckle sandwich him right in the face. All right, All right. I guess what? we're doing this. 
<laughs> All right. Harry, that was the perfect oh. setup for a knuckle sandwich. Let's go back to the car, Harry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll deal with this. I guess this I'll deal with this. Ridiculous. So go ahead and do a brawl. All right. Either way, it's going to get us some answers. He was just going to shut us out. Wasn't expecting a scrap tonight. All right, a 60. That actually does not succeed. Okay. He got a 16 on his uh, return. Uh, so uh, your fist comes. He sort of just moves his head out of the way, grabs yeah. a hold of your wrist, grabs you under the arm, and shoves you out the door, at which point okay. you, you fly back. Uh, I'll just have you do <laughs> one point of hit point damage. Okay. And then All he right. slams the door. Yeah, Five well. points of embarrassment damage. Uh, good one, Buster. Hey, I didn't see anybody else making any moves to get information back. Well, maybe if we talked and used our words instead of our fists. Yeah, I don't know if you saw Miguel Gorilla slamming the door in our faces before I stuck my cloud hopper inside. Sometimes I wonder why I partnered up with you after the Academy Buster. Chief didn't give you a choice, member. <sighs> right. I put my arm around him. Um, I'm going to pull out my pistol and I'm going to see if I can shoot the lock. All right. Um, understand the risks that it is a steel door. True, I don't want to deal with you ricochet. could get ricochet, but you can try it if you want. I could uh pick the lock. Or we could go elsewhere. We are clearly not wanted around here. And that's exactly why answers. we should go in. How knows something about this PDS character? Hell, he might even be the third bed. We're going to take this guy to court after we've illegally entered a domicile. You want to explain that one to the chief? Oh, we ain't taking him to court. If he's directly connected to the orchestrator of a multi-suicide, he's going straight to the slammer. Well, technically, if he's not a legal citizen, he doesn't have any rights. That's true, too. But come on, let's be civilized here. We are being civilized. I ain't shooting his lock. By picking the man's door open? No, I'm not going to pick it. (laughs) This is, that's horrible. (laughs) We need to figure out who PDS is. And I am 100% sure the old man is not going to tell us who or what. Yeah, he's he's 90. You see him, he's he's just an old guy. Maybe we got a lead that's a little less dangerous. Deadly spells, apparently, Gibby. Well, we saved he the didn't cast a spell on us. He went invisible. What are you thinking then, Cameron? You said, it's a, a, what's the lead you're thinking? So, you said midnight, right, Bex? Mm-hmm. Midnight. The note says 1130. 1130. PDS. There's a third bed. Pink, pink dust something. There was an appointment. But the PDS was in the note, too. What was that about? It might be the guy's initials. Well, maybe not initials. But it might stand for something. PDS. It's that bed, that empty bed. Something's not right about that empty bed. 
Yeah. Like I said, it's maybe our PDS is the is the third guy living here. There was three beds, only two people. Jumbo maybe we case the joint. Guy. What do you say we case the joint? We just keep an eye on it. Yeah, yeah. We I don't know that's gonna tell us much. Seems like they can come and go as they like without Yeah, they can disappear into thin air, apparently. That's fair. There's no residences around here, are there? It's no. just warehouses. It's Wait a minute. Yeah. And it's quite uh, deserted at night. Hang on. You got something, Gibby? Okay. I'm reading the poem again, right? Mm. Something is very weird about it. Okay. Mm. What do you got? So, look, it's about a forest. Yeah. Mm. He's saying, okay, there's a forest all around me, blah, blah, blah. I stood amazed, my toes upon the sand. Mm-hmm. Sand isn't in a forest. Mm-hmm. The forest in its primal. That's true. It's not. Yep. Yeah. And as right. I was looking too, that arrow you're talking about, I don't think it's the line. I don't think it's the lines being switched. If you look at where the arrow's pointing to, from and where, it's pointing at unseen and dove. So maybe this has maybe a birds involved, a dove, an unseen dove. I don't. You guys are losing me here. Maybe I I'm think just this is just bad now. poetry. Well, S, sand, pink dragon sand. That's what it stands for. Pink dragon sand. Pink oh my god. Sand. No, that's not what it stands for. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Dragon sand. What's next? Flying purple people eaters. (laughs) What could that stand for? Honestly, it's the last line that's getting me because there's this little dash next to it in the scribble. So it's almost like the last line is the most important one. Or the mayor's kid fancied himself some kind of academic and here we are reading the last words that he ever wrote. No, I don't think this was the mayor's kid. The um, D-D-S. All... You, guys are, you guys are looking at it. You do realize that the PDS is kind of fancy like like somebody would sign their initials like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, this is not like they not like they were just making some sort of notation. So it's not pink dragon scent. No, it's a name. (laughs) I was so sure. Why do you sign your initials to anything? It's like an an agreement, a contract. It's a mark. A mark. Yeah. Well, you put your initials on authorial statement. You put your initials on stuff. You want people to know it was you who did it. So either our PDS, well, hell, with the killing, this may be a cult. PDS might be the head of it. Who knows? All I know is this PDS bastard got tea from this old man, drugged it in some way, or did this suicide hour thing. Got nine other schmucks to do it with him, including the mayor's boy and his friend. And now they're all dead, and he ain't. 
and our best lead, the old man, can disappear at will, apparently, and doesn't want us in his home no more. And that guy's fast and he's super strong. Yeah. That is a hard on the idea roll. Okay. So, Bax, you're thinking all this over. Um, what if PDS has an appointment with the old man tonight at 11.30? Maybe 11.30 was an appointment. That's why I'm saying we case the joint backs. We just give it a little time. I'll go buy a Stromboli. Yeah, PDS yeah. has got to be the guy that drugged everyone, right? Yeah, Maybe PDS, he's coming back again PDS Maybe he strikes again. Everybody. And if he needs more supply, he's going to come here at 11.30. If someone shows up and leaves, we follow them to wherever they're going. We can catch him in the act and hopefully save some lives while we're at it. I like it. So. Let's go get some dinner. We'll bring it. We'll bring it back here. We'll put get the cars someplace safe where we can see the action without getting spotted. Yeah. And we'll have ourselves a good old fashioned steak. Good old fashioned steak out. I'll get the coffees. All right. All right. Harry Briggs, you prepare how you how you will. Uh, me and Buster will prepare our way. Uh, Tony's. 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 Uh, Tony's original or famous Tony's? Uh, original. The fancy stuff gives me gas. The one on Birch or the one on 114th? Either one. Okay, the one on 114th. Let's go. All right, so you get to Tony's. And, uh, <laughs> I've got a whole scene for Tony's. Tony. <laughs> um, all right, so you get some food. You get some coffee, some coffee. Um, and all, all four of you going to stake out? Yeah, I, I think so. All right. So you're um, sitting there in the dark. Um, hours go past as you're waiting. Uh, you've seen no one, no one coming or going. 1130 gets there, just about 1130. Uh, you see a car. Uh, the car pulls up next to the warehouse on the side. Um, you see a man get out. He looks like he's in, you know, kind of a, a disheveled suit. I mean, he's he hasn't bothered to clean it up or anything. So you see him get out. He walks right over to the door. You see him knock. Uh, and it's like before he can hit the second time, uh, Fang Fang's opened up the door and he's ushered right in. As a perp. That's him. Yeah, that asshole almost broke my foot. I'm not talking about Jumbo. I'm talking about the oh, guy in the suit. Yeah. Right, sorry. Use these. Maybe so, we just... Maybe we wait by the door and get him on the way out. No, we'll wait for him to drive off. If he's getting the tea, that means he's, he's planning to strike again. We right. wait for him to get back in his car. We follow him. So you wait there for 15 minutes and nothing happens. Uh, and, uh, 20 minutes, 30 minutes. But, all right, we're going. 
think you maybe okay. he disappeared like the other guys did. Mm -hmm. Now, one thing that you have noticed in all of this is that Fang Fang opens the door. I mean, you don't notice him opening it right now. It's like uh -huh. every He's always. time he always opens up the yep. door. Yeah. Which means he'll probably open it up for you if you knock on the door right. before he realizes it's you. All right, Buster. I'm going to knock. Right. You get ready to knock out his lights. Got okay. It? I got it. I got it. All right. And Baxter will get to the side of the door. He'll give a nod to Buster and then doot doot. Okay. You knock on the door. Um, once again, almost no time goes by. The door clicks and opens and it's Fang Fang standing there. He looks down at you and his eyes sort of go wide. What do you guys, you guys have the, the advantage. Rush him. Yeah. Bam. I roll a 10. To punch him, punch his lights out. Okay. Everybody else? I'm punching him too. Okay. I'm just pointing my gun out. All right. So you're, you've got your gun out. You're pointing it. That's Smooth. an extreme 05. Okay. So the two of you punch him right in the face. Um, <laughs> he doesn't go down, but he definitely gets shoved back away from the door in the process. Um, he also sees uh, Gibby with the gun. Harry, what are you doing? Are you last um, in? Yeah, I'm just rushing in. Okay. Yeah. yeah, and I think after Baxter throws the punch, he pulls his own gun. NYPD, yeah, get on the out. ground. Levantate. Harry, what Bastard. you notice, Harry, what you notice is that there is a chair that's right inside the door that seems to be where Fang Fang has been sitting. Oh, he just waits by the door. That's how he's so fast. Um, uh, Fang Fang doesn't, you don't know if he understands English or not, but uh, he doesn't seem to react when you yell LNYPD, get on the floor. Uh, he just sort of backs up, recovers, and then looks like he's going to use some sort of kung fu move on you. Yeah, I pull out my badge. I'm like, what about this? You speak this? NYPD. Um, all right. Use intimidate if you've got it. All right. I do. I'm actually not bad at it. As I say in roll of 33. All right. That is. I'll use one luck to make that a hard. Okay. Well, what he'll do then is he'll just sort of back up. Now, had he rolled something really good, he would have reached out and grabbed your badge and just went like that. But <laughs> and crushed it. That, been that would have been so good in a movie. Yeah, big trouble in Little China style. Yeah, yeah. That's great. but instead he he just sort of backs away from you and then stands there like I'm not going to get in your All way. Right. All right. And I motion with my head for uh, for Harry and for Gibby to. Yeah, get up yeah. the stairs. See if the old man's up there. Yeah. Okay. He looks anxiously at you heading. I in bet he direction. does. Keep your eyes to yourself, yeah, big don't guy. Don't try anything over Jumbo. here. Over here. So Baxter and and uh, Buster are going to stay with him. Mm -hmm. we'll stay with I him will at least. Sure. Yeah, I will. Bax, you go ahead. I ain't, I ain't leaving you behind, Buster. All right, buddy. All right, buddy. So you're you're going to stand there and hold your guns on him. 
and the badge out. And yeah, badge. just okay. Yeah. Badge out, gun out, all nine yards. So, uh, Gibby and Harry, uh, you run across the uh, the thing and you go up the stairs. Um, they make a lot of noise. You know, everything's echoey. I figure um, we probably shouted all coming in. Yeah, I already yelled. The element of surprise right. is gone. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you get to the top of the stairs, and the door to the office is uh, is unlocked. Um, you in, op- straight in. You open it up. The lights are on, um, and there's nobody in the room. I did it again. Well, there's still the curtain room oh, yeah, the yeah, curtain yeah. room you listening Gibby but before you go over there the curtains part and um and Ying Long Hao comes out and he's like oh well welcome back uh detectives is there something I can help you with where's the gentleman we saw enter in here a few minutes ago um, he's one of my clients. Um, he wouldn't want to be disturbed. And he's a suspect in a murder, and you're obstructing justice. Oh, I don't think so. He's a very gentle man. Well, then bring him out here, and we'll see how gentle he is. I'm gonna go into the back room. You're you're gonna push past him? Yeah, okay. yeah. All right. You uh, you push past him. In the third bed, the room is kind of low. The the light is kind of low in the room. There are some candles lit. There is a smell of incense. And this man is laying in that third bed. And as you you come into the room, uh, you notice something almost incomprehensible to you. There is a whirlwind or a bubble of some sort floating above the man in the bed. It swirls like a like a galaxy and all of the light from the room seems to be drawn into this and you can see that it flickers and reacts as you can see that the, the man on the, the, the bed, his eyes flutter um, like he's uh, you know dreaming. And um, you can do a sanity thing because you can't explain what you're seeing. It's like a rift in the world, in the universe. No. Okay, do 1d4. Okay. Two. I'm going to shoot the bubble. As an American, I believe in shooting things that are problems are weird. Okay. All right. Um, Go ahead and do a... It's point blank. You can't miss. Um, You fire your gun. Um, You're going to fire it multiple times. You're just going to fire it once. I'll do it once and see what happens. You fire it once. And there is a strange sort of sound um, because your bullet doesn't hit anything. Your bullet fires straight into the middle of that, but any impact is completely absorbed by whatever it is. It's like you're firing into a hole into nothing. 
Um, However, the gun is very loud. And um, the the man on the bed stirs and he's startled. And as he opens up his eyes, this thing disintegrates. It disappears. Uh, And he's like, what? What the? What the hell? What the hell's going on? Um, What's your name? Uh, uh, well, Harry, you're in the other room. You heard a gun go. Gibby, off. What Gibby, what's going on? Talk to me. Uh, we got him, I think. Yeah, I think as soon as you two Baxter, get up here, come on. Yeah, yeah, you guys also hear a gun. Yeah. Right. He just looks at Buster. Keep an eye on him, and runs up the stairs. Okay. All right, go, go through McDougal. I got the old man. Go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and the old man is like, why are you firing a gun? You know, we haven't done anything. Um, the man on the bed's like, what, what, uh, Hands who, up. who are you? Um, what, what the hell is going on? I said, hands up, creep. What is your name? We need to know your name. Uh, my name, um, uh, uh, Philip, Philip DeSantis. Uh-huh. Yeah. And you're. You're uh, you're a prime suspect for uh, nine, nine tuple murder. What what I'm, are you talking about? De- Baxter reaches into his coat pocket and pulls out the note. Your poetry, I assume. Oh, well, what did you think? Well, if we I thought found it was it, covered in blood, if I didn't find it as evidence at a murder scene, I'd find it annoying at best. And really derivative. Um, uh, but but I, I I don't know exactly what you're talking about. Well, he Mr. seems very confused. I do a psychology on him. Sure. No. Okay. <sighs> he seems very confused. Well, Mister Desanto, me. DeSanto, maybe a little night, a night in the slammer might uh, freshen your memory. And Baxter's going to go over and cuff him. Okay. What what have I done? You're connected to them. You're connected to the murder of nine men, including the man's son. It was your poetry at the crime scene. You're the only you came in. You come in at 1130. The victims were most likely murdered around midnight after you got this tea. Does anybody have any drugs to plan on? <laughs> are, are you going to uh, do this all here? Or are you going to take him out? No, it's, we need to bring him in. Come on. Yeah, we're, bring, we're bringing him down. Read him as Miranda's. Okay. Were Miranda pat- writes a thing back then? I don't think they were. Yeah, probably, yeah, probably not. In the 50s. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pat him down just to make sure he doesn't have any like weapons or drugs on him, anything right. like that. Two things happen um, as this is going down. At some point, you take your eyes off the old man. You're in the room with him, but you're obviously... You know, involuntary, you look over at this guy and like that. And at some point, the old man's not there anymore. And uh-huh. likewise, Buster, um, there's just a moment when you look up at the office uh-huh. and in that instant, Fang Fang's disappeared as well. When I said the poetry was derivative. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, we lost the old what man the, again. What the hell? 
Hey, Feng Feng's gone too. What? Shit. They yeah, let's, the let's get this guy in. Maybe he can tell us. We got the part. That's all that matters. We got the part. Well, you um, you hustle him on down. Um, he doesn't he doesn't resist in any way, except that you know he's like, please, you know, I'm. I'm Shut it. Right. So uh, okay, so you take him down to the uh, the precinct house, and you're going to you're going to put him in the room mm-hmm. and not give him a candy bar, uh-huh. and. Uh, how, what do you want to do? Uh, how do you want to? Uh, how do you Look, want I'm to worried there's the another crime scene out there right now that he's responsible for. I don't think he knows. I'm starting to get this feeling. This guy's. Uh, he's well, Gibby, like, you were uh, the first person in the room. What did you see? He looked like he was uh, sleeping. <clears throat> and that's all you saw. Well, I, listen, I don't know. It was kind of weird. I had this, you know, plays tricks on you. Well, what trick did it play on you tonight, Gibby? It's just, th- never mind. Gibby, I swear, if you didn't use your nose so much, I'd break it. <laughs> just tell me what you saw. That was a great line. I don't know. It was like a bubble. This is a weird bubble. A bubble. Know. Are you I'd telling say it's me, not the weirdest thing we've heard. I was, I was Why'd just going to say. Why did you shoot at it then? I'm the, I knew you guys were going to do this. I knew you were going to do this. I don't get any respect in this outfit. Nah. We're not busting your balls. We're yeah, not busting your right, balls, Gibby. All right. We're just I wonder trying if this guy's a patsy for the old happened. man. I think, think you're, it's the old man doing all this? I think you're right, Harry. He There's just be. too convenient of a plant with his initials. All right. Well... If you want Harry and Gibby, you can go out looking for the for that. I want to talk scene. with them. I want to talk with the guy. Yeah. All right. Tell me. Right. Tell me what you were doing at Mister. I can't remember the guy's name. The old How? name. Uh, Mister. How? How? Tell me what right. you were tell, doing. Tell you what, Harry, Harry and Gibby. Since you two are the more talkative types, me and Buster will patrol around town, see if a new crime All scene right. popped up. Now remember, it's past midnight at this point. Yeah. So we'll me and Buster we'll get a coffee. patrol around town. Yep. We'll grab okay. some coffees. We'll patrol around, see if go back more to the old tenement house. Up. See if maybe they hit the same place twice. You know. Uh huh. Yeah. All right. So, um, you've got Mister. Uh, I I miss I because of the news. I mispronounced his name. It's it's Philip uh, Desanix. Desanix. Okay. S A N E X. Yeah, yeah. Desantis. Uh, it's not the governor of Florida. Yeah. <laughs> I'll bring him. I'll bring him a cup of coffee. Nice. So you want to know what I was doing there? I was sleeping until your guy that came in and fired his gun. Is that where you bubble. Who was with the bubble, man? Bubble. Is that where you live? Do you live there? And that no, I don't live there. I've got my own place. Can you tell um, me the purpose of your visit then? Look, all I know is that a while back. <sighs> I have trouble sleeping. And when I sleep, I have really vivid dreams and I write them down. But I was, you know, trying to research, you know, the meaning of dreams and stuff like that. And I ran across this 
this guy, um, Mr. Pearson. He's a, um, I don't know what he is. He just knows a lot about the, that sort of stuff. And he told me to start making a journal and write it, write it all down. Um, so I was writing this stuff down and he was paying me, you know, and, uh, he had suggested for my sleeplessness that I try this drug that he gave me. There's some sort of tea. Uh, he told me where to get it. So I came here and I got it from the old man and I've been drinking the tea and writing down my dreams. That's so what, it. That's all I do. And, and take a nap in his bed and then leave. Yeah. It's weird stuff. It's got to be done right at midnight and, and so forth but uh but you know if 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 there's something going on and this these people got killed you know that's not me that's uh that's got to be mr pearson um well and then I, 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 I we need your full cooperation here Ale- i gotta tell Ale- you the only suspect we have in this i think his i think his name is alexandros alexandros pearson now when he says that some of you know that name. It's been in the newspaper occasionally. This guy is filthy, stinking rich, living here in New York. Uh, probably Pearson, the, a, the millionaire Pearson. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's big, big, big place up on the top of one of these skyscrapers. What do you dream about? You said you have these weird dreams. What do you dream oh, about? They're usually pretty vivid. You know, there's forests and there's uh, hills and there's villages and like there's this thing you wrote down and, here. This was your dream. Yeah, well, I admit it's not very good. Not what's with this? What's with the sand in the forest? I had to find a rhyme, so uh. You know, oh come on! <laughs> but that's no one else appears in these dreams to you. Nothing, just you. Well, there's there's sometimes there's things. You know, there's sometimes it's scary. Sometimes I think something's chasing me. Sometimes I'm, you know, it's just pretty. And sometimes it's mm-hmm. dark. It's it's only it's like any other dreams. I don't know why he wants me to write down my dreams. All right, I'm gonna but, pull Gibby. But you are talking about you're talking about that tenement over on. Yeah, how do how do you know this? Well, I mean, I remember, I remember there was a bunch of people, and I mean, Pearson arranged the whole thing. And, uh, you know, we were just supposed to sleep. In chairs? Yeah, there were chairs, weren't there? You came Um, here? You came, you went to the tenement building to sleep? No, no, no. I had a, I had a a supply of the stuff, but it only makes you sleep. It makes you relax. And so you went to sleep, you woke up, then what? Don't remember Were you still in the tenement building. I honestly don't remember. Oh, Jesus. 
Where's my lawyer? Where you, I need a where lawyer. Where were you just now in the, in your dream? Where were you just now? I I I think I'd like my lawyer. You're all gonna lock me up in a nut house. Oh come on! Look, it sounds like it wasn't you who did it. It sounds no. like it was this. It was this other guy, Mister Pearson, right? Yeah, I don't. I don't think I should talk to you anymore. Come on, we believe in justice, right? We want to get the right guy. Look, I'm just a writer. So, sorry. Can I make my phone call now? Fine. Do it. Yeah. Look, Gibby, if this if he's if he's telling the truth, if this is this man is one of the most influential people in the city. You think this was a power play against the mayor? It can't be a coincidence that his own kid was involved in all this, right? Certainly seems that way. I mean, well, he could just go after who he had access to. And if the guy's rich, he probably has access to other rich people, including mayor's son, his friend. And then he just took some other people, random. Let's call in, let's call in Cameron and McDougal. Cameron and McDougal, you get called back in. He's maybe half an hour to get back there. So right now it's about 1.30 in the morning. All right. All right, Gillian. Did we come across anything on our patrol? No. Nah, streets are quiet. Sounds like whatever. Hmm? Alexandros Pearson. The millionaire? Yeah. Hmm. Apparently he's involved in all this. Shit gets weirder. He was the one who set the whole thing up. You can't touch people like that. Those people like that. They got influence. Yeah, it makes a lot more sense. The mayor's probably involved too. Well, if he's oh, gathering up, if he's gathering up people by the dozens and killing them with, he said this guy said he dreamed about that tenement place, or he went there, or something. He does. He, he went there and fell asleep there. Why don't we just put the unstoppable force against the immovable object? Tell the mayor Pearson was the guy who killed his son, which is true. And uh, well, that'll either lead to one of two things. One, either oh it'll either the mayor, well, the mayor may not do anything. I mean, listen, what if, what if, not a problem then? If, if the mayor he wants was to dream about all the these places, mm-hmm. what if, you said you were going to take the, the stuff tonight, weren't you, Gibby? Well, it's too late now, it's one, yeah, he needs to take it at midnight. I mean, how, how do we know if it's too late? I don't know. But he can try it. Uh, say, we still got that. We still got him locked up, right? Yeah. Yeah, he was making his phone call. Wouldn't talk to us anymore. Yeah, well, uh, me and Buster are a little... Uh, we, we're a different kind of persuasive. Mm-hmm. Give us 15 Work minutes. Work your magic. Whatever. I don't want to know about it. Work your magic. Well, he made his phone call about a half an hour ago. It took... Uh, Took Baxter and Buster a while to get back. So as you guys are in the precinct office discussing this, uh, the door to the precinct office opens up, and uh, a gentleman comes in, uh, well-dressed, 
and uh, he says to the uh, the person you know up in the front, he says, um, "I was told that uh, that uh, Mister Desanix is being held here." Ah, you must be his lawyer. Uh, you know, Mister Desanix. Yeah, we got him locked up. He's connected to a uh, nine-victim murder. I'm not his lawyer. Um, he called me just now and said that uh, that you all were hassling him about something. Um, I'm uh, I'm uh, Alexandros uh, Pearson. Um, you need to know that. Uh, that Mr. DeSanix is quite mentally unstable. Mm. Is that so? Enlighten us. Well, I hired... Is there some place where we can have some coffee? It's very late. I I was sound asleep. Um, Yeah, we'll get out of the bullpen. Yeah, Um, yeah. Tell you what, Mr. Mr. Pearson, have a seat. Uh, I think... Interrogation room B is open. Take a seat in there. I'll get I'll get you a cup of coffee. Surely there's something more comfortable than interrogation room. We're in a police precinct, Mr. Pearson. We don't get comfortable. Yeah. Oh. All right. So he's got his coffee and everything. He he's he sips it, you know, nonchalantly. This is now I hired Mr. DeSonics um, about a month ago. Um, I'm doing research. I have uh, I have a great interest in uh, the uh, Eastern and uh, um, you don't need to know all the details. Uh, it's uh, oh, well. I asked Mr. DeSonics. Who seems to be what we would call a sensitive? Um, he has very vivid dreams, and uh, in my research, I've asked him to do a journal and write all his dreams down. He's been paying; I've been paying him to do this. Um, now, you say he's been involved in what? Just, yesterday, yesterday we got a call about a nine-victim homicide in the in an old tenement building. We go there, we find these nine people, uh, one of which is was the man's son. By the way, this is a very serious case, Mister Pierce. Uh, we go there, we find this relaxation dream tea. And one of one of this one of the, his dream journal poem things. So it seems like he was there and he wrote down his experience. And if you're saying you are the one starting these sleep studies with these sensitives. Well, yes, I am, but I didn't tell anyone to do anything violent. I just want them to dream and write things down. Um, Whatever they were dreaming was enough to kill themselves over. 
that seems preposterous. If you, if you, uh, why would they do this? Were they not all on drugs of some sort then? Uh, the the only thing that I prescribed or that I suggested was uh, um, a Ying Long House tea, which relaxes you and uh, puts you into a state of you know, relaxation so that you sleep better. And Are you aware of these uh, suicide hour rumors, Mr. Pearson? I have no idea what that is. All right. Well, would you mind coming with me to evidence? We found this large rock at the scene. Maybe... Large rock? Yeah, it's a big rock. It's green and blue. Kind of looks like an egg. You found it? Yes, it was underneath all the victims' guts. What is it? What is it? Yeah, what is it? Hang on. You know what this thing is? I have a very interesting idea. You see, well, show it to me. Well, hang on now. Now we know you're connected to this. Egg. No, no. There's an old legend that there is sometimes. The oldest legends say that the dream world and the real world coexist. And that some sensitives are able to move between the two worlds. Um, that's what my research is about. There's quite a few large, ponderous works that have been passed down from generation to generation. You can find some of them at Miskatonic University and at uh, Boston Library and so forth. Um But some people have claimed that they were able to take things from one world into the other and back again. Um, most of the stories say that's impossible, but I, you're saying there's some strangely colored rock. Yeah, it's about this. It's about uh, a big, decent size. Like a. Pineapple? Oh, may roughly? I see it? Yeah, yeah. All right. So you're going to take him into the evidence room? Yeah, I'll, ta I'll take him in to evidence just to show him the rock. What are the rest careful. of you doing? Don't let him handle it. Yeah. I'm, I'm going with, but he shouldn't be handling it, whatever it is. I know the drill. He's only going to touch. He's only going to touch with his eyes, nothing else. Well, but I'm going with you. One one more question. Do these legends say anything about a uh, rift to another dimension opening up above the guy's head before he uh, while he's sleeping? Would you get <laughs> off the bubble idea, Gibby? Hey, the man saw what he saw. Yeah, well, what everybody sees ain't necessarily what's there. Officer Sigistrom, are you perhaps sensitive? Oh, great! You oh, I'm very this? sensitive. I'm very sensitive to uh. Weird stuff. He's do sensitive you, in all the wrong ways. Do you have strong dreams that sometimes come true? No. Hey, I mean, everybody you, dreams, right? Do you, do you experience a lot of deja vu? Oh, yeah, all the time. You know, I, I, you I've gotten slapped be, across the face so many times. You, 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 you might be quite sensitive. Um, 
there's ways that we can tell. Uh, I can't do anything here, but uh, well, show me the show me this strange. Yeah, enough story. enough of the mumbo jumbo talk. Let's get to the crime solving. And yeah, I'll take him into the evidence locker and I'll show him the rock. Okay, uh, Buster, you're in there too. Yeah. All right. Um. So they usually put evidence into you know, crates mm. that are on shelves. Um, so you reach up and you grab a hold of the, the crate, you pull it out, and the, the, the thing is inside, the rock is inside. And he looks at it and he says, uh, 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 It's astonishing. It well, um, I, I, I'm not sure that I can explain it in terms that that you would understand um have you taken it outside at night why would we do that well i mean if it's what i think that it is um what do you think it is what does it feel like will you allow me to to touch it i will not no it's cold colder than normal things should cold you say cold Yes. I think I know precisely what this is. Well, please enlighten us, Mr. Dream. The only way I can be sure is if you allow me to feel the weight in my hands. I look at Harry. I'm going to take it and put it in his hands. All right. For Christ's sakes, Gibby. What's he going to do? Procedures, Gibby. We have procedures. I proceeded to give him the egg, <laughs> <laughs> and and he uh, he he looks at it and he sort of weighs it in his hands and he looks at you and he smiles and he says, "Why, uh, uh, this this is the egg of a creature from the dreamlands." Okay. And All right. You, you open it like this, and he clicks his finger. And all of a sudden, this crack appears in it, and this light shines out of the thing. Gun drawn. (laughs) He begins to laugh as he sets it on the floor and turns around to walk out. uh, And I'm I'm going to shoot past his head to try and make him just stop. I'm not trying to hit him. Okay. Do a um. Do a, a, a firearm. You're trying not to hit him, obviously. Yeah, I'm trying so. not to hit him. Um, that's that's actually fairly easy. I don't know if you'd even roll for that. You're not going to accidentally hit him. Yeah, I'm um, not going to accidentally go. Whoop. You fire the gun. He doesn't flinch. He just begins to cackle with laughter as he steps through the door and suddenly, it's coming gone. out of this egg, um. Have you all do dodge rolls? Right. <sighs> oh, three under 65. Oh, my. <laughs> Did I just roll a 34 under 35? Oh, good one, Buster. 34 under 32. Failure. All right. Two, two luck for me to all pass. Right, two luck, yeah. How about you, Gibby? I couldn't hear you. I, oh, now I can okay, hear he's, you. He's good. I got an, I I got an extreme. Okay. So Baxter and Buster and Gibby, uh, you manage to sort of dive for the door 
Harry, you are trapped in there and you are suddenly slammed against the walls as a full-sized hunting horror suddenly unleashes itself into the room. Um, You are instantly crushed against the wall. And the building begins to explode as this thing comes out of the room. You can all do insanity. I'll go insane. You can all do sanity rolls. I I'm assuming you meant like I am literally crushed. Like you I'm are dead. crushed. Yeah, you okay. are just splattered I'm good. against the wall. Got it. Yeah. I am. I, I'm I good. failed. I okay. failed. If you if you passed, um, I'd like you to do a one d six. If you oh. failed, a one d twenty. Ooh, baby oh, girl, geez. fifteen, fifteen. All right, oh, I got a, I got a one. On that, I'm I'm apparently okay with seeing. This. You're probably <laughs> running God. for your life. Yeah, I'm. Um, or so, Gibby, right. you're stumbling along behind Baxter, Buster, Buster, um, Buster. I'm do insane. a roll one d six. I'm uh, sorry, one d. No. I'm sorry, one d eight. A d eight. Okay. Oh, and that is a four. Okay. You get the red mist. You just start fall back and just start firing your gun oh, no. in random directions, oh, screaming no. violently. Um, we'll let Baxter and Gibby do A luck rolls to see if you get out of the building. Yeah. Oh, one again. Oh, my God. <laughs> Very good. So, Baxter, you're smart enough to just run for yeah, the freaking just... door. And Gibby? I assume Buster has whatever's going on. He's firing. He's yelling. He's doing his thing. Well, I rolled my first 100. Oh, no. Oh, no. So, <laughs> so you trip over Buster, who's firing his gun wildly you hit the ground and as this gigantic winged blob thing creature with tentacles unravels itself part of it just comes down on top of you gibby and you are crushed um your bullets do absolutely nothing to it and in a matter of minutes, the whole inside of the precinct is just rampaged by this expanding monster that uh, tears the roof off the building and then flies off into the darkness. And uh, and uh, Mr. Pearson just walks away laughing, gets in his car and drives back to his penthouse. We need Godzilla. As, as, we need Godzilla. The, as the car drives away, I think Baxter's just shooting at it. Just, yeah, you've ran out of bullets. Yeah, throws the throws the pistol. Yeah, just throw the gun. That's that's the end of our story. So, Alexandros yeah, Pearson, Alexandros Pearson, a, a wealthy occultist and cult leader, um, he hires uh, Phil DeSanix and uh, continues to uh, push him towards deeper and deeper dream states. Mm. Uh, the drug puts him into a deep enough state that uh, he and his followers can get into the dreamlands. Uh, 
uh, they then find this egg. And in order to bring it into the real world, they all cut themselves open, wrap their intestines around it, and then wake up. Of course, they're they're dead. That's so cool. But they've pulled it into the real world. Um, Oh, so their guts were like an anchor. Yeah, Yeah. kind of a kind of a terminator. A womb of sorts. Yeah, that's insane and gross. And then you you came on the the scene. The the drug itself really is just a relaxant. However, um, uh, Yingluang Hao and Feng Feng are they're not really defined, but he is kind of a wizard. Um, he really isn't violent or anything like that. But there's nothing you can really do to them if they feel annoyed or they just disappear. They go into the dream world when you're not quite looking at them. And if you were to shoot them, even shoot them dead, they would just show up the next day. So Fang Fang and Mr. Howe weren't, they weren't intentionally giving the cult victims. It was just kind of happenstance. Yeah, it was just uh, Pearson knew where he could get some of this relaxant that Mm -hmm. made people go into the dream worlds right around midnight. And, And that's it. Damn, that's fun. I was feeling, I was feeling so cocky after the four on my D twenty. <laughs> yeah, and then it's like, hey, I didn't go insane. Now, a lot of the yeah. previous groups had similar problems. The thing is, is that Pearson really had no intention of killing everyone in here, but you guys wouldn't let him take it outside. He would have birthed it outside in a field where you could have seen its full glory and not gotten crushed by its gigantic uh, mm-hmm. size. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Inside the room, there's no place for it yeah, to go. Yeah, for it to go. Yeah. But that is pretty, that is the ending. Yes. That's he the somehow ending. manages to, okay. I, didn't, yeah. I wasn't sure if we had kind of diverted into this or. Uh, okay. what's, what's kind of funny is every single time I have managed to get the players to let me touch the stone. Yeah. <laughs> And if yeah. he doesn't have the stone, he can't activate the stone. This is well, Gibby's fault. Just... Like to... It is. Yeah, and this I'd is like to all Gibby. Excuse Harry. me. I wanted to follow procedure. Yes. Harry I was supposed to give him the rock. We had one rule, I was going to say, if it was, don't if it was give like the crazy game. old rich man <laughs> the rock. And if what it was did a you pulp do? game, I would have shot him. I yeah, gave the crazy the old rich man the, yeah, the that rock. That would have probably worked. You could have killed the Pearson. Uh, our players included Max Meltzer, Holly Buto, Connor McLean, and Cody McKinnis with myself as the keeper of the secrets. We have a Discord server where you can chat with other members, you can set up private games, and you can learn the finer arts of gameplay and game mastering. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. If you would like to help support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows. And leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answer any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness <clears throat> for another adventure into the universe of H.P. Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck, good gaming. <laughs>